0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen.
1: You already know what it is.
0: We thank y'all for being here.
1: We appreciate it.
0: Anyone, you know, take a drink of champagne. Light a blunt. Light a blunt. Chillax. Grab your loved ones and just tune in to what we call them this. Mogul Talk. We thank y'all for being here. Alright, cool. <laughs> I dig that <laughs> intro. I dig that intro. <laughs> with the beat and shit. <laughs> but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is called Mogul Talk. I got... I'm the one they call the sauce, your baby daddy, Kevin Marin, but you can just call me Church.
1: <laughs> and you know who it is. All hail the king, long live the king, the one, the only. King Jewels, live in the fresh, royalty in the flesh. We out here to change the game.
0: As a part of Table Talk Radio, we bring in, bring it, we're going to bring these to you every Saturday. And we're just gonna have that mogul talk. We young moguls trying to make it out in the game. Round table is what we represent.
1: Facts, facts, facts. And we're just trying to make moves out here, you know? It's like, we're all trying to eat. Yeah. As Why we st- can't we eat together?
0: And as we start this journey, I hope you can take a ride along with us. Um, but to start it off, I don't even know what the fuck we're gonna talk about. Uh,
1: uh, Kevin, what's going on with you? What is your mogul moves right now? What you got going on?
0: You know, life is uh, such a uh, roller coaster. Sometimes you think you up, sometimes you think it down. There's something that uh, that is always, you know, coming up in my head, like, what's the point of, like, going to college and shit? Because, uh, you know, they tell you, go to college, get a degree, and everything's going to be figured out. Maybe that was true one day, you know, a long time ago. I Actually, before, you could get a high school degree, and um, you'd be Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening now. <laughs> it's just, you know, the market is so oversaturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are living longer. Um, people aren't retiring because they got to pay more bills, they got to pay their student loans. Um, I just feel like, you know, life just gets harder. and And for the rich, you know, the white, the privileged people, it gets easier for them. But for us, it just seems to get harder. It gets
1: hard. So as a young mogul yourself, like, how do you find, how do you navigate trying to find a balance between your where you are right now and where you want to be because i find like right now what my situation is like i feel like we're on a cusp of being where we want to be you of know, course we're moving and growing into the moguls that we're meant to be and like the musicians and like the artists and the t- top personalities that we're meant to be but we're in we're kind like of like outsiders looking in right now we're looking with like a small scope and we're saying like okay i could be there Mm -hmm. i know i should be there it's Mm -hmm. like i'm almost there but i'm also still dialed back in like this distant reality of like yeah i'm working at nine to five i'm still doing what i gotta do to to make money but also my dream is like right in my face so like how do you navigate that?
0: one thing that you know keeps me awake is that we're in a day and age where we're able to put ourselves on you know this internet age uh i've i've you know started my podcast i'm on episode 41 and
1: wow episode 41 that's it's crazy, crazy how much time flies Yo, we we're on episode one of this yeah, i know we're on so episode one of this episodes, that's
0: crazy. <laughs> uh, um this is the age of being of putting yourself on and i me having a podcast me starting on youtube if you guys don't know you can look up on podcast called sauce with the dawn it's on stitcher itunes uh soundcloud it's on youtube and i got daily vids on youtube and you know, I'm not getting paid to do any of this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm investing in myself. You're investing in yourself. Yeah, and, definitely. And we're hoping that you know it'll pay off. Like, what makes it? I feel if you can think it, it can it can happen. And but there's other people trying to do the same thing. There's other people yeah, trying to have a label. There's other people trying think they deserve to be on the radio. So like, what makes us different? One, I think you know we're we're very eloquent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being people of color in this in this country. Uh, even though I hate saying that because like, oh, what are, what are we supposed to sound like like? Uh, coons in the south that <laughs> yeah. can't speak. Uh but it's true like we, you and I we're both you know very well spoken we, we're, we're educated um, and I think we have that drive to be greater to uh, do something where we can give back as well because that's what I want to do in the end I want to be able to give back much as like me being a posse kid I was, it, opportunity was given to me. I would like to give others opportunity as well. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, but that is my goal to be able to put others on. on
1: yeah. And I feel like that's the whole premise of like why we are um, doing what we are doing with the um, roundtable. It's like, why have all of us try to do these things individually and we're not getting to that place where we need to be? But if we came together and worked on it together we can build each other up and take it to the next level and really build something substantial and i think that's one of the reasons why i feel like roundtable stands out from anybody else because of the fact that like our whole premise is to put quality out Mm -hmm. and to represent each other to the higher standards you know what i mean like i feel like it's so easy for somebody to become with the internet age and go and get equipment and do what we try to do, but we're doing it at a certain level and at a higher quality. And I feel like that just comes for us with our knowledge and understanding of like the past and stuff like that with like the people we look up to, you know, for me, I look up to like Quincy Jones and like, Miles Davis and like P Diddy and looking at like all uh, looking at Pharrell, looking at um, Jay Z, looking at all these moguls and people who've made strides in their industries, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they've done it at a higher level and a higher standard.
0: And they they uh they surpassed hip hop. They, they you know, hip-hop. transcended hip hop. Yeah, definitely. Um, because all those people you specifically talk, I got except with the exception of Quincy Jones, um, they started in hip hop, but hip hop you can't. You can't stay there yeah. Because it'll eventually Like even, Although hip hop is You know The biggest culture Known to man In my opinion um, It is you know Black culture It is the most Influential thing But it's still, it still There's a limit to that You gotta go Past over it. Past it yeah. And that's what Diddy That's what You know with movies That's what With alcohol That's what JC has done That's what Dr. Dre has done And you can even say Like
1: look at um, Ice Cube Like he's also yeah, done yeah, it too Yeah um, I think what You have to have The understanding of I think this is a good way to put it because I feel like in the gospel industry they kind of put it as like when you cross over, mm-hmm. um, and you can put, say it for say it for any industry. It's like when you cross over that threshold to say, "Hey, I'm not just a hip hop artist; I'm a popular artist." You know right. what I mean? Like Kanye has crossed over the threshold of not being just hip hop and rap. Mm-hmm. Kanye is pop, pop. Kanye is country. Like look look at the collaboration with Paul McCartney. Right, and Rani, right, right. You know what I mean? So look at all these people who've like made strides. It's like you gotta be able to. I, I would say we navigate navigate all the thresholds, you know but you still mean? have those roots. But still have those roots.
0: Um, much like Jay Z, you know, he came up selling crack. But yeah. He still uses those values that he learned selling that selling. on how he can move. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you know, selling title something that he bought for what like I think it was ten million or not ten million like twenty million and then sold a third of it to Sprint for hundred million. Exactly. You know, people think that title's losing, but that's a win. T- title's winning. T- that's, a, that's a win right there.
1: You have to, as a business person, I feel like one thing that we're missing in the hip hop industry is smart business people. I feel like in the music industry in general, it's like we're losing out on smart business people. I feel like all the people, all the artists that we have now are making investments in the wrong things, right? We don't need another clothing line. We mm. don't need another fragrance line. We don't need another sneaker or something like that. But all these artists and, and I would say prominent individuals are making pretty much investments in the wrong things. How about you go and invest in. Look at. Um, I was looking at the whole Chamillionaire thing after the NBA right, finals. Right. And they were like, Chamillionaire, how is he sitting courtside at the finals? Mm. And, and come to find out, Chamillionaire was investing in um, tech startups. Right, right. And he's. Banking off of tech right now, and it's like you have to think about this. Like, okay, my threshold has to be more than what I can make off of what I'm what I'm doing. It's like, okay, I got money. I'm gonna invest in tech. I'm gonna invest in um, real estate. I'm gonna invest in um, newly started businesses. I'm gonna invest, and if I want to, I'm gonna invest in the clothing lines. I'm gonna invest in the shoe companies. But you have to think about those things as novelty. I feel like as young uh, business people, we have to be more minded in making smart investments in our careers, uh, smart investments in financially, and just smart investments in the things that are going to be contributing to our longevity in the industry. Um, I feel like if you make investments in th- into things that are not going to push you uh, and develop you. You're going to kind of have the back because at the end of the day there's always going to be a new sneaker right mm-hmm. there's always going to be a new clothing line there's always going to be a new fragrance people are going to get bored with what you have and they're going to be looking for something well you know what people don't get bored of more technology right they don't get more bored of new houses new, right right um new businesses new restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i think now with, you know, we just have to just be more mindful of just like making smart investments i feel like even with the now like us, we're on our way to the top but like we're making smart investments in what is going to push us to be better
0: Mm -hmm. you know and i I like what you say with that because um through that we can create something known as generational wealth yeah for our kids for our grandchildren something that you know as people of color we it's hard for us you know like guy jay-z says you know how um all the Jewish people own all the property yeah. in, in America. When, you know, the Holocaust occurred, they, they were able to listen to their elders and they're like, we need to join together in order to have these properties, you know, put our money together. When you need help, we can do it. And yeah, unfortunately, exactly. um, although for African-Americans, it's, sy- it's systemic. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's yeah. completely systemic. But we weren't able to do that. We weren't able like, we don't, like, buy for our, from our own. Maybe we're starting now. Mm-hmm. Um but that's how, like, we weren't able to, you know, I guess, have generational wealth, or at least have it now. But we also haven't been free for, for uh, that It's long. only been 59 years.
1: Yeah, let's, let's be realistic. And you have to understand that with that, I, I had a conversation with my mom. Um, I just got back from Aruba, and it was, like, a very enlightening time for me because I just, like, spent time reflecting on just, like, everything that was going on. And my mom made a very interesting statement when she said, um, I pray for better for my children and she's like i look back at like my our ancestors and like my grandparents and my great-grandparents and it's like every generation has done better than the last mm-hmm. you know she was like we're calling that my great-grandmother came to new york with a suitcase and um like 50 and like her being the oldest of 14 siblings was like navigating trying to like give them a, a better sense of life than what they were used to. And the thing about it now, it's like, my grandmother had a way better life than my great-grandmother had. Right. And then looking at my mom, my mom is more successful than my grandmother was. Right, right. And, you know, her prayer for me and my brother is like, she wants us to do better than her. And mm-hmm. she was like, it's like, a, sometimes for, I think, for African-Americans it's like a generational cor- curse. You know? Right, right. Quote, unquote. It's like, we're we're cursed to be. Everybody always expects the black people to be poor. They don't expect us to be educated. They don't expect us to do anything substantial with our lives other than be entertainers and or athletes or or musicians and stuff like that. And I I really make a point um, in the song that's under the show um, talking about you know that. To show that we're not just ball players and we're upstairs. It's like, at the end of the day, yes, those are things that we excel in. Um, but we have to be smart in helping people understand, like, we're more than just that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that we have more of a contribution to society. To definitely, that. definitely. Um, and I, as a person of color, you understand this myself. It's like, we are already set up to fail. Yes. From the start. You know what I mean? And as young moguls... Um, we look at all the other people navigating around us, it's like their kids our age that are doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're really out here eating and then we're like why are we not there? What are we doing wrong? Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, I think it really just comes down to timing and everything happens for a reason. And like everything is super important to our development yeah, to yeah. get where we need to be.
0: It was very interesting. I was watching a 2 Chainz, um interview today on Hot 97 and was talking about how everybody is just one song away like it's crazy everybody's just one song away you can make it one song could pay for your mama's house pay for your car um i don't nobody knows what happens after that but it's it is crazy and it it happened in a second with with the internet Mm -hmm. and i i don't know if that will ever happen to us i'm hoping it will yeah um uh and i don't know i don't know it's just very interesting how like anything can happen just
1: in the blink In the blink of an eye It's night. like We can wake up tomorrow And somebody be like Hey I heard that song Who's on that song yeah, yeah, You yeah. know and, what I
0: mean And what's Important about that Is that That also brings up The notion that It's not what you know It's about who you know Who you know, you know. Yeah um, And it, that's so unfortunate Sometimes like In this world But nepotism is a real thing It is uh, it, really, it really is Like and If you were You know When if you make it big Do you think you will Try and be ha- Practice nepotism Like putting your niggas on Or like um, um, Would you Want to have quality other than
1: I would public. I would say that my whole premise and my whole reasoning for starting round table was to put people on and over the years it's become more of a platform to help young artists that haven't necessarily had the platform and not even just the young artists but like all our label representatives, the producers, the engineers, um all the analysts, and managers that we work with is to give them an outlet to express themselves, but also to develop. Um, I feel like development is key. Um, and when it comes to nepotism, I feel like sometimes you have to have that little sense of nepotism because of the fact that it's like, why would I pay or help somebody else to get to that point? And I have my friend who I know works just as hard or even harder. That should be in that position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like with today's industry, the nepotism is a little bit crazier, primarily because it's not focused on developing of your own people. Right. It's more so like Especially in music. How can I jump on somebody else's back to get where I am? Right, right, right. Um, and I, I kind of think of of that whole interview with um, Jaden Smith when he's if when if he made a little bit more sense of the elevate of the staircase concept of like how can I jump on the next person's back? myself what what does he say i forgot i don't, I don't like, think
0: recall even call it but i know he's, he's like, like why would i uh why would you make me start at the bottom when you're already here you're here
1: so since you're already here i'm gonna jump on your yeah level yeah, yeah and try to get as much from you and then i'm gonna jump to the next person in this and that's at the end of the day like we always gotta find a point to like cue that whole development you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you're always gonna i feel like if Going back to networking and nepotism It's like you really got to make it a point to It's not about what you know It's about who you know mm-hmm. And you made that point um, But I also love the quote that your network is your net worth yes. You know what I mean It's your ability to say Hey we have a show tomorrow And we're at this so and so venue And they have a capacity of 250 people But we have an expectation of 5 Can you give, do us a huge favor host us, we'll cover any expenses, we'll throw you in a benefit on this and that, and then you have that relationship with that person. Then they say, hey, you know what? I got you guys. You guys are covered. Go in here. You know what I mean? And it's also about like the those little instances when you interact with people, you never know who you mean. I, I always think of I find it funny how we were at like an unrelated birthday dinner and we were talking about, like, our life, um, our lives and what we do. And then we were ending up sitting next to, like, a representative uh representative from Billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. if we would have never had that conversation, we would have never known that. Yeah.
0: Those those weak ties are, are extremely important.
1: No, they, they really are. And you just never know who you're going to meet and who you encounter. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I was... uh. I was listening to i think it was karen Civil. i believe it was karen simple and she uh um she was at a home depot and she saw there was a huge line and one of the the cashier was just grinding going hard hard like trying to get every customer fast 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 doing this and she saw it and she was like wow this nigga's working so hard like this is someone i need on my team and she made him his assistant her assistant
1: that's crazy
0: and she's like you never know what Where you can do that's why when you're at a position you always gotta try your best no matter how dreadful it might be Um, you know in this country it's 9 to 5 is so embedded into our minds you know that routine Um, I think it's I think it's changing a little bit actually with us with the younger generation Um, like me personally I like I'm at a temp agency where they send me to different things all the time Mm -hmm. and I like that you know seeing new people seeing different people Um, but then of course that lacks stability But it is what it is. I want to come back to um, something very important is that people aren't focusing on development. Yeah. Um, Especially with like newer artists, the labels currently uh, like Jay-Z. And if you guys don't know, 444 by Jay-Z has a lot of gems. Ton, ton of it's,
1: what, what did he say It's. Um, he's like
0: I don't know Why y'all still signing the labels no, no
1: no not even that It's a quote earlier Where he was like I'm giving y'all nine, uh, I'm million dollars I'm giving you dollar a million
0: dollars Worth of
1: Stuff for like right, A dollar yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um Yeah yeah One thing I don't like That's in the story of OJ I hate when he's like uh, you want to know how all the, I mentioned this, but when he's like, oh, you want to know how all the Jewish people own another property? This is how. And then he doesn't even mention it. He doesn't explain it. I was yeah. like, yeah, this thing. I know that today it. when
1: I was listening to it, it was like it wasn't like a definitive answer to what like how. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but then it also begs a question of like, I, I feel like and your art has to evoke questions. And emotion, and that statement, that's going to make you go, yes, and want to say. So how do all the Jewish people own everything? Well, okay, I'm gonna do my research. All the Jewish people, they invest their money, they save their money, and they invest in their own businesses, mm-hmm. and they try to help each other out. You know what I mean? That's something that we're not doing as, as people of color. I feel like we need to continue try to like boost each other up and boost each other's businesses, but I feel like the system has kind of tore us down so much that our literally literally we don't, I hate my 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 equal. Yeah. Just as much as I hate And we else. don't
0: we don't trust in ourselves. That's how no, much it, the don't. system has like the system was so strong that it made it pushes us against each other sometimes. It it's do, crazy. Like it worked. It, do, it, it worked. It, it worked. Did. Like people like I might say like oh I don't it doesn't exist. Like, no, but it, it worked.
1: And, it, it, and you have these people who go and then like um, make a premises like support black owned businesses. You know what I mean? And it's like okay, let's support, or not even just black owned. Let's talk about people of color because we're all sharing the same of Hispanic descent, people of Asian descent. Even though we're not sharing in the same exact struggle, mm-hmm. there is a struggle that we have to understand as a minority. Yeah. Um. And with that being said, w- more specifically with um, businesses uh, for people of color, like African Americans, it's like go support your black-owned businesses. Okay, I'm gonna go support a black-owned business. Like, look, look at um, you know me for instance. I grew up in a predominantly African American neighborhood. Um. And with that most of the businesses are run by African Americans, but also we have a lot of outsiders that run our businesses. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of Asians that come and run our businesses. There's some white people that come and run our businesses. There's some um, people of Middle Eastern descent that come and run our businesses too. And with that, we're not supporting all of our black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the Chinese food restaurant. We're going to go to McDonald's. We're going to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Are we really going to go and sit down in the little plain coffee shop that's ran by the black guy? Or are we going to go sit down at this restaurant that's ran by this person? You yeah, know, I mean, we? I'm
0: not going to go to the Jamaican spot because the oxtail is going to be done. By, it's going to be the oxtail is mean, going to be done. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke.
1: Um, yo, every time you go to a Jamaican spot, the oxtails are always done by like 1 a.m. 1 o'clock in the afternoon, actually.
0: I fucking saw... You know, my dad, he... Uh, he used to work for uh, Caviar. or no, Grubhub. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then so he would deliver and then he would get this Jamaican spot and LIC and he would go and the people would make the order. And my dad would be like, OK, I'm here to pick up the order. And he's like, we actually don't have any of this. We don't have this. We don't have this. We don't have this. Every single time. The same but then spot. You, you have to <laughs>
1: have to respect it. It's like they don't have it but they're doing so good yeah. that they're running out of it. Yeah, and that's yeah. something Very that we got to gotta celebrate, you know what I mean? But, like, as a person of color, we get upset about that. Yeah. It's like, yo. And then you're not going to go back. I'm not going to go back. <laughs> and we think about those those instances. We go and support black-owned businesses, and the experience is not what we expect. Because that's the system that has, like, put it in our brains that we have this expectation of service. It's mm-hmm. like we expect to have this quality When we go and sit at a restaurant, Mm -hmm. because that's what we've been taught, what's been raining in our head. We need to have the premier service. So if we go to a black-owned restaurant and the service is not the best, or something's not up to par with what your expectation is, we're like, I'm not going to no black restaurants anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. Forget that. You know what I mean? And that's messed up, because then that's how we lose businesses. That's how we lose opportunities to grow and develop, because you're not supporting your fellow man. But you know what we should have did? And what people, non-people of color do, is they're gonna go, and they're gonna complain to upper management. They're Mm -hmm. gonna say, hey, I went and sat at your restaurant, I had a really bad experience because of this, because of that. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna take it into account, they're gonna fix it, and they're gonna make a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, what we do is, we say, oh man, got no oxtails forget it i ain't going back there yeah, yeah, and, yeah and then six months later down the line we're wondering oh what happened to the jamaican restaurant like, like damn that, that was a shit like they, it was late. yeah but then you stop going you stop supporting mm-hmm. um and i feel like we just got to continue to just support and like develop our people we're not doing too much development that,
0: think- yeah yeah no you're definitely right and um and I, I always wonder, like, is there anything that other than that, like, we're doing? Um, you know, I was I was watching this interview on The Breakfast Club with this. I forgot his guy, this guy's name. But he has a, a soul food restaurant in Brooklyn.
1: Oh, is it SoCo? Or...
0: Uh, I think
1: it's... Not, I, or, or it's either that one or there's another one. Does he have a TV show? Yes, he has oh, a yeah, TV show. I, I read it earlier. Uh, and 100%.
0: and I was and he was talking about how like in the show there's always O D fights. Yeah, shit. there is, yeah. But he's trying to go for a I think it's called like a triple A rating in a, in this, you know, there's an elite restaurant book where you get this triple A rating and it's international and if you're in this book like you're you're They're the good, shit. You're, you're the shit. And no no I think there's not one uh black owned restaurant that's on that book. But I was like, how are you gonna achieve that when you're having fights? Well, in your, in, in
1: your, in your establishment, all and it's the on time, t- and it's on, and it's TV.
0: on TV. Like and, I don't know how you can expect that.
1: Like, I feel like that's also like,
0: and then that just perpetuates like, oh, we're all just the angry, stero- black the stero- the It's like Kunin it's like yeah, Kunin and it's like we're going to go to the restaurant
1: this. and we know what to expect. But I feel like, um because I read, did some reading into that, and the whole, I feel like we're so quick that we're reality TV. um We are reality TV. And we have to think about this in perspective is that when they uh, created reality TV, yeah, the premise was to look in the lens of people's lives and have a better understanding and just be like, hey, they're bearing all. But let's go back to slavery and let's go back to like entertainment and stuff like that. That was what was happening in the yes. shows. show. shows, the whole premise of a menstrual show was that... The slave masters and the non-POCs, because I'm not gonna call them white. you know, I'm gonna give you a credit, you're just a non-POC, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make a definitive statement. Um, they were the ones that were wanted to be entertained. And you know what entertained them? Seeing a person in blackface walk around, make a fool of themselves, acting like a buffoon, acting like a buffoon in their regular habit. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna wanna see a black person pick and something crazy that entertainment so they lost that sense for a long period of time but they got it back with reality tv but then with reality tv there were more non-pocs doing reality tv than black people mm-hmm. so they were like okay we look crazy in that instance we're the ones that are under the lens being made a fool of looking like
0: buffoon they got like your jersey shores your
1: jersey shores your real Wives of New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. LA, all of those type of shows. Look at all the shows on um, BTV, Oxygen, Honey Doug, Boo. Doug Dynasty. Doug Di- those are all shows that are perfect examples of them making fools Fool out of themselves. Of the, yeah. But then, they were like, "Let's, how can we flip the script and take the attention of ourselves? You know what we're going to have? The highest rated TV show on the planet. Bob and Hip Hop. <laughs> We're going to make a fool of washed up celebrities and their spouses <laughs> and watch them every Monday night from state to state, from New York to Atlanta to L.A. Make a fool of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what started an epidemic because now you have love hip hop. Then you have Flavor of Love. Oh, Flavor of Love had, was before. That was before. Yeah, you yeah. So like, that's what I I love started. New York. That's the way it really started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have I Love New York. And and Flavor a love a of classic. Love and like is a classic. Like everybody, everybody loves that, that, that show. Yeah, yeah, but it's a perfect example of like them feeling the need to watch us and to put us under that microscope. Mm-hmm. And then now on the grand stage, you have Love and Hip Hop. You have um, you know shows like R and B divas. You have the his show. And everybody wants to see a reality show of like what's real. Right, right. Well, what's real is you making a fool of yourselves. And a lot of the production behind those shows is exaggeration. They heighten those situations. Mm-hmm. If you look at how Mona Scott Young does Love and Hip Hop, they don't go to restaurants every week. They prep yeah, the restaurant yeah. situations. They, they know the tension. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they know what to expect. So they know, they see like, okay, what's going to happen? And then it happens. And then now they made up a fool of on the grand stage. And I feel like with his show, that's kind of a segue into what's happening. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, they want to do a reality show on a black owned business, we're doing something, I'm a young mogul, I'm trying to do it. But now we also have a whole bunch of fights, a whole bunch of drama behind the scenes, and people are watching us on the national stage. That looks bad. As a business person, that you have your brand represented on a national stage for fighting. And that's you what want to get to for, that next level, right? You can't get to that next level because you have this really bad wine stain on your shirt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nobody's gonna look at how nice your shirt is because of that wine stain.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, how much so? Uh, uh, like a, so you have all these, you know, reality shows. How much of it do you think? Like, what is the reason we people might enjoy it so much because they have that nine to five where it's just they're their routine and now they have to the show us an escape? Well, yeah. it's something different, it's
1: something different, and seeing like, okay, my life is not as bad as this person. Look at the Kirk and Rashida situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, my boyfriend is acting up, he acting a fool, but it ain't as bad as Kirk. He got a <laughs> baby by somebody else, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, right, right. you have those situations, it's like, yeah, it's a break from reality, but. It's at whose expense. Right, right. right. It's at our expense. Mm-hmm. And we look bad on the global. States. And
0: then like people outside of America
1: see that. And they have that preconceived notion of us. That's how we and are. not just Americans, which is us as people of color. Right, right. So right. now you when you go to Spain, when you go to Europe, when you go to China and everywhere else, they already have this expectation of like
0: this dumb American this
1: dumb American you can even look at the uh, do you remember uh, maybe a year or so back where there was like a whole big um, scandal in China about the commercial with with uh, the, the black guy he gets into the washing machine washing and machine comes and she like tells him that he was dirty and she didn't want him he right. was disgusting and then he gets on the washing machine he comes out and he's uh, he's a clean Chinese, and Chinese man guys, yeah. and she yeah. loves him automatically and it's like can you imagine that's the crazy world view of us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like how can we if that's the how the world views us as just a regular person how is that going to affect us as young business people right right you know what i mean young creatives young artists it's like how can we navigate to the next level when we have this pressure and this restraint already on us you know Mm -hmm. and
0: And like if we ever like do surpass that that threshold then they're going to be like Oh, that's one of the good ones.
1: Yeah, that's one of the good oh, ones. Oh, he like, made it out. Uh, I, I I always think about that. It's like, oh, well, Well, look at the the the, the story of OJ and how he, he goes, like, I, I don't know the words verbatim, but light nigga, dark nigga. House nigga, nigga feel nigga, 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 poor nigga, nigga, nigga rich nigga, still nigga. We're all still niggas. It's you know so true. Mean? And it's, it's very true. And it's like, oh, you're a good one. But to what extent? Because you, we all still have this.
0: There still be that level of, of that
1: personality in you. It's like, oh, well, he's a good one for now. But you know, they all act a fool. You know. What right I mean? now, yeah.
0: I don't want to say that like it hasn't gotten better throughout history. You know, as the you know, let's say like 2000 BC, whatever. People mortality rate. People will die all the time. People survive till 30 years old. Um, then you know, you know. Uh, the Romans had the empire, they ever had mass slaves, you know, Egyptians had mass slaves. Life has gotten better. There was always war. And it's gonna to continue to get better. We're still not there yet. No. So I don't not. want to say that no progress has been made, mm-hmm. but there's still so we've, much more we've, to be we've
1: done. We made and I have to you have to give credit that we made so many strides. It's like you think about it, it's like with
0: the odds against. With, us. with
1: all the odds against us, we've had a black president. We have changed the face of a country have changed the culture when you really think about it, it's like where would culture in America be without people of color
0: before uh country albums were the ones that were always number one but now the highest selling album of 2017 is damn by country yeah,
1: but and you got to think about it, it's like look at all the things and
0: it's we're the black African Americans is only 13 percent of the country
1: 13 percent of the country like
0: and, and, and you think about and it, they ain't the ones buying it're they're not they're, they're, not the they're pirating it. it
1: we're pirating it <laughs> And that's a, and that's an issue a whole nother another issue. but it's like it's crazy to think about it it's like we have contributed so much to society and given so much and it has not given us anything back you know what I mean like it hasn't touched the surface of what we deserve there's mm-hmm. no reparations for everything we've contributed yeah. you know what I mean and with that against us, we have still overcame and tried to make a difference and tried to make a world a better place while trying to protect ourselves while trying to build ourselves up while trying to also satisfy the world all of this going on you know
0: I like another example of you know the odds being stacked against you in in hollywood um a black film will get like 10 times less you know funding for the movie right and they're expected to deliver and if they do deliver much like get out which had a, a low budget but delivered and made millions and millions and millions of dollars but you know you would think that oh maybe like now the next movie should get a bigger budget but they're now well, Hollywood thinks like oh you did it with that amount of money we'll just give you the same because you money, can do it again yeah. but while a white film with a white director, they'll get so much money but it's a bust mm-hmm. it's like oh it's just one of, those. It's one of those you'll still be able to get you that funny
1: um, I recently read the article with um, Herschel Ali um, in GQ magazine and he was talking about uh, Moonlight And you think about it, it's like black films in Hollywood—they're so typecast and they're so type, type type-driven in general. It's like it's either a slave film, right? A really heartfelt drama about overcoming circumstance, or a biopic.
0: Mm -hmm. That's
1: all we get. Yeah, yeah. We get—we only get a reflection of life, and Hollywood only praises us when we're doing a great job of being ourselves. You know, we don't get the opportunity to say, hey, like, look at um, the whole issue with Idris Elba being Black James Bond. Mm-hmm. It's like,
0: well, now, to be fair, the guy said that he would prefer, I think, Don Cheeto as opposed to, at, but he opposed, did say that Idris Elba was too street, which is kind of, which is, which is too street. But yeah, yeah. It's,
1: but the world perspective would have seen that as well, why does James Bond have to be black?
0: Right. Yes, right.
1: That's, have- that's, the, that's, the, that's the perspective. Like, it's he was in like,
0: black this all, all the time. Like, why is he going to be black now? Like, why would you change why that? Why do you
1: change that? It's like Santa Claus. Santa <laughs> Claus can't be black. Santa Claus has been white all his time. And you want to have a black Santa Claus? You want to have an Asian Santa Claus? You want to have a Hispanic Santa Claus? You like wanna have Jesus. A, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was not, was not white. white. It's <laughs> not white. He <laughs> was not white. But the, <laughs> the worldview has been so... Close-minded that we are only pigeonholed to certain things.
0: Whitewashing is so real that vanilla is, which is actually a black bean. Yes, it is. It's white. It's white. Like, How? <laughs> it's black. It's I, actually black.
1: I don't. I don't understand <laughs> that concept. It, it just really doesn't make any amount of sense to me. Like, it's just. The, I, I. I. And I can't even put it into words at this point. But it's just the the world that we lived in is just so messed up. I feel like. The odds are always against us, but it's most important to remember that we got to just do what we got to do to overcome those circumstances.
0: Of course. And um, the only thing that I like in my like how I live day by the only thing that's against me or like will stand against me is just myself. Yeah. You know, it really is yourself. You are
1: your biggest enemy. You're your biggest um, competition mm-hmm. You know your what What you think about And what Consumes your mind Is the only thing That's gonna stop you Nobody else is gonna stop you You gotta just overcome that Yolo nigga Yeah Yolo At, at the state that you're in Um Moving forward What are some things That you can I, I, I would say What are your tips For a fellow mogul Or somebody who's not Because we're all At different levels Um Of our careers And points mm-hmm. Um we think that we're not at a level where somebody else is at um, and somebody might think that we're at a higher level than them yeah. you know what I mean so um, in your process and in what you're working on what would be something that you would kind of just say hey this is how I would suggest doing it, or going about navigating it
0: um so like definitely like how I said before is that you we have the ability to put ourselves on I uh, we have a friend um What's her name? Brianna Bougie Brie. Oh yeah. She yeah, just yeah. started a, a Instagram account called Everything Pop, and uh, she's I guess she's really into pop culture, and she wants to talk about it. And she posted it up with me, like that podcast you have, just do it. That ins- that blog you're trying to make, just do it. That book you're trying to write, just write it. Yeah. And there um, it is, because you know you make a good point that other people, you know, I don't see myself I, I like leagues ahead of nobody. I think
1: uh-huh. I'm nowhere. But... Somebody, like... They might see me and they'd be like, yo, this nigga's actually doing it. No, and and it's for real. Like, I... Uh, on my birthday like i got a message and the person like wish me happy birthday and they're like yo i'm like really proud of your progress like i'm watching you're doing good and to me the past like six months to a year i'm thinking like i'm not doing nothing yeah i'm not like what am i doing with myself like i'm not nowhere near where i need to be and to this person they're like yo he's really eating he's really working and i'm just like okay so now that somebody else is thinking that that is kind of like a motivator for me to say hey
0: I need to continue
1: I need to continue and I need to work two times it's harder because mm-hmm. if I'm if somebody else thinks that when I'm not doing anything what can they really think about it right. we're like really working hard to the highest level you know
0: and um, you know and another important thing is that we have the same 24 hours as everybody else yeah we do it depends do. it's always like how you use it you know I've been uh, I've been unemployed for like a month and like two weeks now are, are you
1: unemployed or are you just self-sufficient
0: I guess I'm self-sufficient
1: uh, I, I, don't, I don't consider unemployment a thing because you have your own, yeah, you're unemployed by somebody else, but right. you're you're doing your own thing. You yeah, so true. Like, I feel like we get we get into this like idea of just like, oh, just because I have a job, I'm not working. You know what I mean? True. You, you're working true. and even just true. as hard as somebody true. else is doing nine to five on a regular. You know Very what I true. mean? Very I feel true. like we gotta respect uh, people who are doing freelance and just doing it on their own. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. And so like that time that I, I'm, you know, I have available now, you know, I put it into YouTube and put it into creating those daily vids. You know, editing more shit and. Um, it's. It took like my friends telling me like, yo, you have this time now, use it. Yeah. Um, and that's what everybody else. When you have the time, like, mo- like those g- the great CEOs will tell you that you only really need like six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, Elon Musk, he cuts his days to five-minute segments um in order to get so he could be stay on track and accomplish so one day we'll, we you know we strive to get there because we will become busy you know people are gonna want us people are gonna um need our help and we're gonna have to want to help people um what i'm trying to say is that uh you need to you need to know where your values are yeah. um, people like you know a, a big thing in america right now that i've actually you know uh used to not believe in but is like you know mental health, you know. Yeah, uh, mental
1: health is super important, especially in the black community. It's
0: and it's in the black community's not talked. It's about It's not talked about at all. It's it starting now. Yeah, it's it is is starting, not starting now. now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's and it's incredible that it is because, you know, before they'd be like, "That's just a white disease." Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You got you you going to school, uh, you can't be depressed. We got to like do this shit. Um, and I don't know what, I don't know how how, how much that works to the extent. You just block it off. Um, or something. What I'm trying to say is that mental health is such a real thing that you sometimes you gotta do your craft as an outlet to
1: to, 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 escape, to,
0: from that. to escape from that. And you know, disease, mental health disease is something that will be with you for life. Like alcoholism is a disease. disease yes. Um, you if you're an alcoholic, you know that once you're on alcohol, you cannot control yourself. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you suffer from depression, that's not something that can be cured with a pill. Or just because, or, or
1: cured overnight, and um,
0: it's something that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. No, especially for real. if it's like post traumatic, if yeah. something happened, you know that's something that you have to live with. But it's how you cope with it. Yeah, it's how, how you, deal you make with it. your situation better in order to
1: do it. And you so can kind of segue into that from not just like mental health, but how you are navigating your day to day as a young mobile, like how you work. You know what I mean? It's not you got to figure out how and what works for you and what works best in Mm -hmm, your situation. mm -hmm. You have to understand your situation. Um, With that, it's like, and you brought it up. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's like for me, um, I know that I go and go to work, but I, I got to go before I go to work. I need two hours to just like get myself together. You know what I mean? Not two hours to get ready, but two hours to say, I'm just like, in the air, thinking, refreshing my thoughts, prepping myself for the day, um, I'll go to work, I'll come home, I'll work on my stuff and stuff like that, and then I'll restart, you know what I mean, and if I fall asleep at 11, that's it, if I fall asleep at 3, that's that, um, and with you, how would you feel, or what is your process like, like, what do you do to kind of just, like, navigate and, like, cope with, you know, your day-to-day and, like, figure out, like, this is my routine.
0: Like, totally. So, like, recently, like, for the past, like, five weeks or six weeks, um, I've been definitely waking up, uh, like, 7 a.m. I wake up at 7 a.m. every day, go to the gym, um, and then, you know, those endorphins that, you know, are released when you're working out, like, truly, like, help you. Um, You know, studies show that working out, running, jogging, you know, will release, you know, positive endorphins in your brain and make you want to have your day better. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I record with, you know, my, my partner, the Don and then after that just apply to a bunch of jobs um that's like what, what i've been doing that makes me happy you know i, I enjoy what i do yeah. i enjoy recording and this. that's important you know like this is that's why you got to do something that you enjoy you it's crazy that in this world uh, success is measured by celebrity
1: and, and sometimes even success is measured by um uh, financial
0: gain, gain being a millionaire being a billionaire um i would like to have that one day you know mm-hmm. um have a billion dollars whatever that'd be nice but really like uh what i want to do is hopefully you know get my knowledge up uh and be able to be a voice for the voiceless yeah um
1: and i I think you you raise a really interesting point about like the measure of success and i feel like you can relate to me on this point it's like what when we're doing what we do um whether it's me with music and you working with like podcasts and radio is it brings us a a sense of happiness and enjoyment and like fulfillment than money can bring you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. if i don't ever make a dollar off of music i know that i've done a great job you know what i mean that i've put in work and that i enjoy every minute of it and that that's my purpose like i was purposely put here on this earth to do that Mm -hmm. and with you you are a voice for the voiceless, you know what I mean, and that's your purpose, and makes you happy. So if all you do is go to the gym, or record your podcast, and go about your day, as long as you're making a difference and touching people's lives, oh you know, yeah, you're doing it, you know.
0: And then that's what, um, if you do continue to do what you love, they you shouldn't. Something uh, that is where I've heard is that you shouldn't, if you're not willing to work ten years. For something that you love, then you really don't love it.
1: Well, they they, they make it interesting because you brought that up. They say that um, if you don't put ten thousand hours into what you're doing, you aren't, you haven't hit that level of mastery. Right. Um, so for me, I've been doing music my whole life, but in terms of like me doing music seriously and taking it seriously, I haven't. I've been only doing it for what the past seven eight. Right. So I don't even count the first two years of high school seriously because I wasn't taking music seriously at that right, point. Right, right. Um, so for the past seven, eight years, that's when I've been really taking music seriously something that I want to do. So it's like, and then this also brings up the point too, like I feel like um, we're, we're, we're thinking about like when we're going to reach that level of success and I realize it's like, A lot of people in the industry are not reaching that level of success until they hit their 20s, late 20s. You know what I mean? Like, Jay Z didn't get on his first album until he was 27. Right, yeah. Um, You think about J. Cole, J. Cole was 26. When mm-hmm. his first project dropped right, right. Think about Kendrick Kendrick was about 26, 27 first You got 2 Chainz Who's 40, 40 years old He's 40 years old He didn't get on until he was like In his early 30s Yeah,
0: like Duffel Bag Boy would play Sir, came out 2007 10 years ago 10 years so, ago, When he was 30 When he was 30 When I guess he had his first Pop-off single Yeah And that was when he was Titty Boy mm-hmm. Then he became 2 Chainz later on Like years after that Yeah So, and he just probably dropped Like his most successful album now mm-hmm. Uh, pretty girls like trap music, and he's forty years old.
1: And and, and that that, that backs up the point. It's like we we see we see all these young people doing what we're doing, and we're like, oh, we're not quite there. Yet. Excuse me. Um but it's like are they there yet? Have they reached that pinnacle of success where mm-hmm. they're like are is anybody taking them seriously? You look at Tyler and you look at Frank and all these people they put out great pop quality work but are they taken seriously to the level? Have they hit that major mm-hmm. stage, you know? What right, I mean? right. Like I think Frank is at a point where he's hit that major stage, but he hasn't hit that world-renowned major stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you go and have a conversation with about Kendrick and J. Cole and 2 Chainz or um, Rick Ross or DJ Khaled, those are worldwide hit-the-stage names, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And we have other people who are higher than us but they're our age that haven't hit that level. So it's like, in the industry have you reached that level of success once you reach that major stage where people, it's not just the hip-hop industry that knows you, it's not the people who are consistently in the culture that knows you but you reach that level of a household name. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, that begs a question. And also, it begs a question, too. I'm uh, talking about 2 chains in his age and also the older art, artists not getting on until their late 20s. It's like, uh, with Jay-Z's most recent project, um, you know, uh, we were just, we were talking about how 50 Cent had, like, words to say about 444 4, 4 and right, stuff right. like that. And it's like, can somebody still be relevant at 47 hip-hop? Because we look at all the older hip-hop heads right now, you think about, like, q-tip and a tribe called quest you think about de la soul you think about recipes prodigy you think about uh, fat joe and remy ma like these people are in they're older yeah, yeah. They're fabulous fabulous they they're these people are kanye just turned 40 kanye might be like he's on the younger side of it because he just turned 40 yeah, yeah yeah but he still has he's not there he's not like when we hear talk about like Fabulous, Nas, Jay, and all the rest of them, they're on an older level than, you know.
0: Yeah, you yeah, have, like, Big Daddy Kane. You know, you um, have those
1: those people, and don't get me wrong, they're still out here working.
0: But, you know, you know they don't, in America, they're not as respected. No, like, they're not. They're respected, but they're not, that's why they got to go to Europe. Yeah. In Europe, where they want to hear that shit, and they know every word. And,
1: and also, I feel like that's kind of, like, the retrograde of, like, music in, other countries, is because I feel like our appreciation for music in the United States is not as strong as, like, the other countries, because, like, they hear older stuff as they regular new music, you know what I mean? They hear, like, a tribe called Quest, that's, like, yeah, that's regular, you know what I mean? That's regular Power one oh five you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And us, we're like, you guys are behind on the curve of music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's messed up how we are the, their home. And they gotta go elsewhere. Yeah, so and that's
0: it. only in like hip hop because in rock you got the Rolling Stones, so you have the Grateful Dead, you got Metallica. They're still touring. They're you got doing, and, and you, you got
1: U two who
0: just uh, announced like the rest of their tour. I think Joey Tree tour and is now the biggest tour <laughs> of the of the year of anybody, any artist. And you know they're still touring. Um, and they respect people are going and selling out shows all over all, the all over
1: the world. And it's and it's crazy. But I feel like we're we have to think about hip hop is still like. Young. A baby. It's 30 years, 30 years. Thirty Fort, no, 40. 40, 40. 40, 40,
0: 40 years. 19,
1: old. 1977. I think it's 1977. Yeah, yeah. Hip hop is still a baby. Um, and, and granted, like rock and roll is still fairly young too it's like, only been like 50 or 60 years i think the
0: first song great balls of fire is considered no no rock rock around the clock is considered the first rock and roll song i think that came out like 47 yeah. yeah
1: um so that's still fairly young but i feel like people's understanding of rock and roll is a little bit better than understanding hip-hop because people are still trying to navigate hip-hop people are still trying to figure out what is hip-hop yeah. what it means to the culture because up until a few years ago people still hated hip hop mm-hmm. now hip hop is one of the most um popular music if not the popular music is, of the yeah. time you know what I mean
0: and what's uh crazy is that like you know how rock and roll began back then and then they branched out into like your grunge rock your punk rock oh, your yeah. hair rock and now I think is now when hip hop is branching out
1: into more other although things. we did oh, we
0: did have like you know gangster rap or and trap rap and like um you Know evil rap, you know, you can
1: think, think about it. It was like it goes, we got to like really go back to our roots. Like, if you go back to the roots of rock, you can really navigate, or I, I don't know why I keep using the word navigate, but you can look at like how blues' effect on rock was the reason why it was able to branch out. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and you can look that at that, but hip hop is like the, it, it was able to navigate between if you. Break it off into two sides into early hip hop. You had conscious hip hop, and then you had bubblegum hip hop. Mm-hmm. You either had the hip hop hip to the like hip, like, b- b- you know what I mean, or you had Public Enemy. Right. You had a Tribe Called Quest. Right. You had um, the Jungle Brothers. You had De La Soul. You had Zulu Nation. You had all these. You had people being more conscious. You had to be people who were being more radio commercial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of segued off and it broke down where it's like there's always been this battle of commercial versus consciousness. Right, right. Um, and now we've kind of been breaking more off into like you could break off into gangster rap, you can break off into evil rap, you could also break off into, you know contemporary hip hop rap like pretty boy
0: rap swag rap
1: swag rap you can think about and then also um, another huge factor into the hip hop culture now because I feel like the hip hop culture now is all blended into trap music right right trap is taking over you know what i mean um and you have to give respect to the people who are still trying to you know stay in that conscious lane like kendrick you also got to give respect to joey badass and pro era and stuff like that but hey, trap is taking over trap has is taken off, over you know yeah. what i mean and um that which was one of the sub genres of hip-hop back in the day is now the genre of hip-hop mm-hmm. and it's like are we able to create more genres and segue. Like is where's hip hop development? Where where can you see hip hop in ten years? I don't know. Can you know. foresee hip hop in ten years. And it because might be something else. It might be something else. And that's also begs the question of like how can older artists continue because you think about it you brought up the grateful Dead and rolling stones and all these people that are still going on tour from the rock sector it's like well how can jay-z still be a relevant artist at 57 mm-hmm. 10 years from now you right,
0: know what right, i mean right. it's
1: like it's hip-hop. like we
0: don't expect jay-z to drop another album we I don't mean,
1: i didn't expect jay-z to drop 444 4, 4.
0: need- that
1: didn't it i that was not in my expectation but i do i love it do i appreciate everything on it i do but it's like We oh as hip hop We don't know We don't know how to deal with it yeah, It's like yeah, can yeah. we give respect To 444 Like we gave respect to Dan Or to Bimba Butterfly Or mm-hmm. we gave respect to um, The Life of Pablo And all these other projects That have dropped It's like Cause he's older Right he was, you know, And we
0: don't We don't appreciate our older Our oldies for, uh, for, for some reason
1: For some reason
0: Like you know Like 40 years old And hip hop is ancient It is ancient You're ancient You're like, like what the fuck it's,
1: it's, like, it's like At 40 you should stop we don't want to hear what you have to say because hip-hop has always been a voice for the youth yes and we don't know how to appreciate age in hip-hop right now
0: i always wonder like because you know i feel i think how hip-hop not hip-hop but black black music in in america like how it was transformed because you know when the when slave trade happened in America, you know, they took away our instruments. They took away their instruments, you know, and they couldn't perform. But, you know, in Haiti and, like, Dominican Republic, they still had the instruments, which is why they created salsa, yeah. you know, with dancing. Stuff. Like, salsa comes from Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they did that, that's how jazz was pre- was created and then and, hip-hop and, was created. And, but how would it be different if that never If,
1: if that if, never if, happened. Yeah,
0: like, what would we have now, and you it, know? It, that,
1: that also begs the question. It's like, well, not even begs the question, but the statement of just, like, understanding and just appreciating the age of where we come from and that we, and not even just as like in hip-hop, but just like as um I'm gonna bring it back to young moguls, you know, trying to on our grind, trying to get to that place it's like, what, for me, I try to read as many articles as possible, I like to watch a lot of interviews, I, I try to get as much knowledge as possible from people who have been there yeah. and understand it, you know what I like we need to do that more you know we're not doing that as yeah, yeah 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 now. you know like we're not trying to learn from the ogs we're like we want to do our own thing you know what i mean but those ogs are the ones that are going to tell us these are the mistakes that we right. made that we don't want you to make you know what i mean like don't sign that record deal because you don't want to be trapped mm-hmm. you know what i mean don't go and say i want that three million dollar sneaker deal with nike and then they own your name mm-hmm. but you could go and get your own big baller brand you know right, right, I mean? right. So it's like we gotta—I don't know—we gotta do a better job to just appreciate. A real it, it, it starts with education. And education. Um, and and that's super important.
0: Like we don't have hip hop school. No, don't we know, don't. Like, People who are classically trained, they go to school for that. Mm. They learn their history. They learn the roots about that type of music. And unfortunately, we don't put, we don't keep the little kids in check. No, we don't. Um, and and then, I don't know how we can go about that. It's,
1: it's funny because I have there's a I have a little homie who's a regular customer at my store comes in maybe once a week with his mom. She's like a regular shopper. And he comes in and hangs out with me at the door and we just talk. And I mm-hmm. talk about we talk about music, we talk about sports and everything. And it was funny he brought up he was like, Do you listen to XXX Tintasio? No, right. right, right. And I was like, No. <laughs> I'm like and he's like, Do you listen to Twenty One Savage? And I was like, I've heard a couple of twenty-one songs. Um, but like going through a laundry list of like all these mumble rappers and right, stuff right. like that. And I was like, I'm not that's not really my scene. Like I like it to get lit. But I listen to more Kendrick I love Ye I love Q-Tip uh, Q-Tip You know I love I love The, the essence of hip hop That we still got left Right You know right. what I mean And don't get me wrong Like I'm gonna bump Magnolia to the day I die Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the hardest song I'm gonna bump Bad and boozy To the day I die But to, With that It's like he. I said to him I was like Do you listen to Kendrick He was like Who's Kendrick And Damn. I was like you listen to Kanye, he's like, I know his sneakers, but he didn't know his music. And then when he brought up Kendrick, I was like, Do you know, you know, sit down, be humble. I was like, Do you know if Pyrus and Crip all got along? He probably got <laughs> He didn't know. I didn't know. But he knew um, DNA, okay. and he's like, I heard it on the radio, but that's it. When it's like, where where's the education you know like how are we get yeah. to the youth how are we reaching the youth and say like this is our culture we don't want to lose our culture mm-hmm. and as much as hip-hop is starting to get whitewashed and commercialized it's like we got to make it making sure that our people are still informed that our kids are still informed like it should just be just as important as a jazz lesson or a classical right, lesson right. It's like hip-hop this is where it came from
0: this is what Super you need to important.
1: know this is what you need to know and I have to give credit to all of the colleges and universities and schools that are giving courses on hip hop yeah, yeah. Um, I took a course on hip hop maybe two summers ago and it was one of the most enlightening experiences that's incredible um because it's like you have an opportunity to talk about something that you love yeah and history that you appreciate I feel like we don't we always gotta talk about history that we don't appreciate right and we celebrate other people's history but we gotta start celebrating our own right right you know um but with that being said This is um This is Mogul Talk That was
0: an excellent conversation It, it was a
1: great conversation Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is funny like We're making this a podcast But this is like Our normal everyday Right like, right What's going on Type <laughs> of conversation Um So Definitely Stay tuned um, We got some more Coming to you Um Follow us, we are going to be making social media very soon. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but be be on the lookout. It's a, we're we're gonna take over Table Talk Radio. So episode one. Thank done. you guys for
0: listening. I go by the name of the sauce.
1: And I'm King Jules. And Peace this out, is guys. Mogul Talk.